Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. If you're socially awkward, nervous, or of an anxious disposition, or even if you're not, you might enjoy a drift. In it, serial overthinker Jeff Lloyd and his confidant and co-host Annabelle Port sort through their listeners' social dilemmas and stories about their failed interactions with other human beings. The two have an easy, casual rapport. They actually sound like mates. And some of the deeply uncomfortable stories they share will have you simultaneously cringing and laughing. You know when you're sniffly and you can't breathe through your nose, so you breathe just through your mouth? The show's like that. It's like breathing through your mouth and then tasting the world on your tongue and then closing your mouth and then swallowing the goodness of the world and then um, not choking and then being at one with the universe. Adrift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. Hello, and thanks for downloading our podcast. I want to begin by talking about a couple of the um, difficulties in the social minefield of eating out. Okay. So first thing, just very quick, what are you supposed to do with a triple-decker sandwich? Oh, so difficult. I tend to just either split it in half or get the knife and fork out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. basically you're saying disassemble it. Yeah, yeah. So then what is the point? I know, I totally agree. And I don't think that cocktail stick is doing very much (laughs) to keep it intact. It's doing nothing. And I'm I'm a tiny-mouthed man. I mean, maybe if you have a huge mouth, maybe if you're Steve Tyler from Aerosmith (laughs) or something, it's a different experience. But how many of us really have mouths like that? Not many. So that aside... um, Last night, we went out for a meal with our friends, Nick and Catherine. And do you know what I'm done with? Superlatives after every course. What do you mean? So if you go out for, say, a three-course meal, Mm. and sometimes if you're going somewhere nice, they bring you those little things before each course, like amuse-bouche things. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Um, So they come over and say, how was that? They say, oh, it was great, thanks. And then after the next course, they say, oh, and how was that? I get worried about using the same adjective. Oh, so when you say, so "Oh, yeah, it was it was wonderful," and then the next one, marvelous, and I just don't like the pressure of having to come up with a different superlative every time. <laughs> you wouldn't just use the same one, no? Because I think, look at him with his limited vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good point. Yeah. Please join me in this bubble that has been forever locked in the glass by the blower. It's it's their breath. It's horrible. Adrift. Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port. And this is from Jonathan, the Sultan of the Netherlands. At random points in my life, this story pops into my head and I cringe. I mean, physically cringe, which does get me some strange looks when I suddenly screw up my face in disappointment and sometimes mutter out loud, oh no, why? (laughs) I grew up in Scotland in a small cul-de-sac and the neighbours that lived around my mum and dad's house were much older. As the only young family in the area, and as an adventurous kid, I'd visit neighbours' houses and they'd welcome me and give me juice and biscuits, sometimes play football in the back garden, you know, stuff like that. 
As I grew older, the visits were less frequent, as it gets awkward if you pop over as a teen. And anyway, I had better stuff to do than hang around with old people. And as time marches on, the older the neighbours got, until one day, one of the neighbours died. Mr Smith was a lovely man. I remembered him as someone that was wise, witty and just really nice. So I went to his funeral. I sat in the crematorium, surrounded by Mr Smith's relatives and friends. Everyone was obviously sad and distraught. I was reminiscing on the stories and memories of visiting when I was younger. And I remember glancing at Mrs Smith and wondering what she must be thinking. How do you cope with losing someone that you'd married and lived with for decades? These were the generations that really stuck together. This must be absolutely devastating. The world you know, knew, changing permanently, forever. Anyway, the service was very good. Is that right? Feels odd to say funeral service was good. And Mrs Smith waited by the door and everyone queued up to offer sympathy. I thought it was only right to also say something too, so I queued up. I watched the people in front say something in subdued tones, then give her a hug. That's when it suddenly struck me. What could I say that would encapsulate the whole enormity of her husband passing? <laughs> How could anything my brain create offer any condolence to this painfully new widow that looks so fragile and helpless when she was usually so full of energy and positivity? I did the only thing that I could do and panicked. The, grew, the queue grew shorter. Only five people left and then it was my turn. My mind worked out a solution. Let's get a phrase now. Let's get a phrase and practice it internally. And then when you get there, don't do anything stupid. Repeat the phrase, hug, move on. That's the plan. That's a good plan. Four people ahead. Okay, thinks the saying. My thoughts are with you. Too short. My thoughts are with you in this time of grief. Good, but sounds like something that would come out of a card. It needs to be more personal. Think of something personal. Thanks for all the juice. Too personal. She'd never remember that she handed out juice. Anyway, it says nothing about her loss. I snapped out of my panic. The queue was getting shorter and with every person, poor Mrs Smith was looking more and more distressed. I regretted getting into the queue. I could just leave the queue, but now I'm third and I can't just wait all this time and then walk away as if I'm suddenly not interested or I'm late for a bus. I've got to get my phrase and then just deliver it and get out of this horrible situation. I'm so sorry for your loss. That's better. It's personal. It's short, not too long. Perfect. I started to relax. I'm so sorry for your loss. Hug, release, walk away. I kept repeating it and my lips moved as I practised. Second in the queue. And the worst thing possible happened. As if the person in front of me had picked up on my repeated whispering, they approached the distressed Mrs Smith and said, I'm so sorry for your loss. Oh, no. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I can't say that now. That looks like I've just not thought about it at all. That the best I could do while waiting in line, while sitting in the service, was to blindly repeat the phrase used by the person in front of me. I started sweating. My eyes saw the person in front hug the frail Mrs Smith and walk away. The small, vulnerable eyes of Mrs Smith met mine. I had nothing to say. Uh. I walked forward and went to hug her. She responded with the most frail and heartbreaking hug I have ever had. Mm. My brain was a mess with panic. I didn't know what I should say. Uh. And as I hugged her, I whispered in her ear the first thing that came into my head. Uh. Unlucky. <laughs> <laughs> Mortification hit immediately. <laughs> I couldn't look at her. I just started walking very quickly away and never turned around. Why did I come out with that? What was I thinking? It wasn't even on the shortlist. 
So even to this day, and as I write this, I can replay the lead up <laughs> and the moment in my head. Each time I cringe as fresh as when it happened. I hope that in any way, sharing this might make my memory of the situation better. <laughs> oh my goodness, that is ex- that's extreme. Yeah, that was so great and so wonderfully told. Yes, please, if you have a story of your own failed human interactions, please share it with us. We would love to hear from you. Until we're all caught out pretending we know what we're doing, which we don't, obviously. Mm, it's quite apparent. Adrift. Lily Allen is one of our smartest and funniest songwriters. She's also a pop star, so she has a wealth of experience with hairdressers. Do you think I'm being paranoid in real life that I think the hairdresser might have given me a spiteful haircut? Yeah, I think you might be being a bit paranoid, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry to blow your whole concept of your show. But, um, or, the, or this part, I know it's not particularly helpful. <laughs> it's sort of like the whole concept of my life, to be honest. The whole concept of my personality is just worrying I about think, things yes, like this. Honestly, I think, A, like, you probably are being paranoid, but B, do you really care about your hair that much or what people think? I don't care about my hair at all, but I'm desperately concerned about what people think of me at every interaction I ever have in my life. You've got to get over that, man. I mean, because otherwise you'd just be sitting there wondering, like, wandering around life, worrying about that the whole time. Like, where does it stop? How do you, um, how do you feel this interaction has gone? Perfectly fine. Okay, I, 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 I'm, I'm hearing you say that. Are you that. worried about how I... What, you're not worried that I think badly of you based on this interaction, are you? Yes. You're going to put the phone down and be like, oh, God, Lily Allen thinks I'm a dick. Yes, yes. Don't do that. I don't care. <laughs> you don't care. But <laughs> even saying you don't care is quite a dismissive thing to say. No, well, I mean, I don't... What I mean is, is I'm not going to... I'm going to put the phone down. I'm probably going to make myself a piece of toast and like settle in to watch Game of Thrones again, um, but uh, you know that's I'm not I'm not going to think about about it again. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Some of a drift with Jeff Lloyd and Annabelle Port links where you can find out more and subscribe at rnz.co.nz forward slash podcast hour. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray, and I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll presents the Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel.